Stampede. Garner is at number 98, recorded 5-16-2021. Dentists tell you not to pick your teeth with any sharp metal object. Then you sit in their chair and the first thing they grab is an iron hook. Now the dentist pulls out a needle. This is to deaden the pain. She open up. Now a regular doctor giving you a shot will go, and that's it. Dentists don't do that. They go. And you're there. Then they want to talk to you. Do you ever do any fishing? Uh-huh. Where do you usually go? Yes, I've been there many times myself. Now he pulls the needle out. Puts this thing in your mouth. This will suck up your face. The dentist goes outside to laugh at you. And you sit, grown up, intelligent human being, arguing with this thing. You also notice that the right side of your face feels like it's sliding off of your skull. And your bottom lip is in your lap. So the dentist comes back, you want to talk to him. So you, you say, I be, I be with one baby. I beg your pardon? I be static. I be with one baby. I bet it, I be status. I don't understand. Mighty Ferris. Mighty Ferris. Did you see my Ferris? The what? Eris, Eris, Eri, Eri. Mighty Ferris. Need a face? Yes. What's the matter with it? Whether it be Mighty Mighty? Oh, 
everybody enjoys a good laugh now and then. It's a unique quality to our species. I doubt if it exists with other animals, but then again, I'm not so sure. When I was young, I recall playing with one of my dogs, and she did something intentionally that made me laugh. I won't describe what it was, but I'm sure she did it to cause me to laugh. And my memory of it has remained for over 65 years. Yeah, my dog did a dog joke. And when I was a youngster, it made me laugh hysterically. And it wasn't one of those things you teach a dog to do, like roll over or fetch a ball. No, it was a dog joke, and I loved it. Nowadays, at my age, I don't laugh too much. Most of the humor I hear has a political point of view or bitter sarcasm that doesn't make me laugh. I like those jokes about how something happened in someone's life or revealing a personal condition. Yeah, you know, like Roger Dangerfield, who always said he couldn't get no respect, or Jonathan Winters playing three different characters at once on stage, providing sound effects, or some stand-up who would sit down on a chair and tell funny stories, like Bill Cosby. But now Cosby's jokes aren't getting anywhere because he's doing time for drugging women to have sex. Yeah, it's hard to find a good comedian today. I used to love listening to Cheech and Chong strung out on weed, but true comics like Laurel and Hardy are difficult to find. If you want to get away from all that craziness that's going on today, rent a Laurel and Hardy movie, and you're guaranteed to see craziness that'll make you laugh instead of wanting to jump out of a window on the 22nd floor. Yeah, they were real geniuses when it came to human behavior. Not like Stuart, Colbert, or like that guy on the late night show. No, those guys don't know nothing about being alive. It's true I'm a stooge for slapstick and physical comedy. I even appreciate soupy sales getting a pie in the face, especially when he let you know he was going to get one right in the kisser. I don't know how someone figured out it was funny to hit someone with a pie filled with shaving cream. I got fired last year in Las Vegas from the Frontier Hotel for saying shit in a town where the big game is called crab. It's some kind of a double standard, you know? I'm sure there was some Texan standing out in the casino yelling, Oh, shit, I crap! <laughs> and they fly those guys in free, you know? Fired me. Shit.
You get as much trouble saying shit as you can smoking it down there. Shit's a nice word. It's a friendly, happy, you know, kind of word. Handy word. Middle class has never really been into shit, you know, as a word. No, not really comfortably, not completely into it, you know, not really relaxed with it. You'll hear it around the kitchen if someone drops a casserole, you know. Oh, shit! Oh, oh look at the noodles! Oh, shit! Don't say that, Johnny, just hear it. Oh, shit. Sometimes they say, shoot. But they can't kid me, man. Shoot is shit with two O's. No one ever uses the word shit really literally, you know? It's always figurative speech. Hey, get that shit out of here, will you? Just move that shit away. I don't want to hear that shit. I mean that shit. I don't have to take that shit. I'm not full. You're full of shit. Yeah, humor is a funny thing. And one of its many qualities is you got to admit to doing something stupid. That's why they have those TV shows of home movies with people doing stupid things. It's because Americans love to see how stupid they can be. Of course, there's the serious side of American life as well. Usually, the smart people who like thinking up important ideas don't appreciate fools making clowns of themselves looking stupid. That's the serious character of living in America. A good example of that is when a police officer stops you for making a wrong turn in traffic. Usually, when he asks you to roll down your window, you don't start telling him how stupid he looks. Once in a rural area of the country, and I don't like saying what state, because some people might take offense at what I'm about to say, but I was pulled over by a police officer, and before beginning to write out a citation, he said, How much money have you got? I looked at him, realizing what was a direct, overt shakedown. I had in my possession about a couple hundred dollars in my pants pocket. I pulled out my wallet instead and said, Look, officer, I don't carry any money. He said, What do you mean? Now, I was driving with a license issued in a different state, so I quickly surmised if he wrote a citation, I'd simply pay the ticket by mail, thereby giving the money for the fine to pay the salaries of all the people working at the traffic court. So I thought, why shouldn't he simply skip that process and keep the money for himself? But I wasn't about to hand over $100, so I said, Look, officer, I'm out of state. I've got credit cards. Can I pay you with one of my credit cards? He looked at me and said, You're driving around here without any cash? I said, 
I'm afraid so, officer. Get out of here. I don't want to see your butt here again. Now, you'd think that true story ended there. But two days later, I flipped on a local TV report with a woman motorist telling a reporter she was coerced into having sex with a police officer during a traffic stop. And then they showed a mugshot of the cop. It was the same guy that tried to force me into bribing him. God, I have a long way to go, long after I'm gone. But we've got to fight in a different way, much different way for our freedom. We have become afraid of each other. Hmm. We have become the most paranoid people in the world. I come up to you, if you don't know me, and say, hey, can I help you with your growth? Don't touch me. If you see somebody on a highway and you're told, don't, 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 don't bother with them, yeah, wait till the cops come. Oh, they're dead. Are they going to die? No, no, I'm telling you. Fifty years ago, you get out of your car, help the person, that's over. It isn't a black man, white man, yellow man, red man, brown man, it's all of them. Yeah. We're all afraid of each other. Afraid to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid to communicate. Mm. Can I ask you? No, please. I don't want to answer that. Mm. Why? Are you afraid to answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Do you work in the same place I do? No. Well, what, what, what is this going for? Well, I'd just like to exchange some ideas. We're just sitting here in a flea market, for Christ's sake. Well, mind your own goddamn business. Mm. What do you collect? Memories. I've got a bad one. George Carlin revealed a laughable truth even if it was talking about a human biological function. That truth could make you laugh, but I'm not laughing too much these days. And a guy like Robin Williams wasn't laughing too much either when he took his own life. I'll say this about memories. They aren't all laughable. I like telling you about the future, and the future is what our memories will be made of. As of May 7th, 2021, the major pipeline that supplied 45% of the petroleum to the East Coast from Texas was shut down by a cyber attack. Now, as of the 13th of May, it's caused disruptions to the distribution of gasoline. It has been maintained the motive for the attack was for money by ransom. Now, the American people have been told what prompted this attack, and any logical explanation other than for monetary gain has been circumvented. The truth is this was a retaliatory response to an American, European financial and political attempt to prevent the Nord Stream pipeline from being completed. It should be recognized for what it was and what it can foretell. The Nord Stream 2 pipeline, when completed, would supply Western Europe with its energy needs and it would come from Russia. 
It will economically and politically foreshadow what has been America's control of energy in Europe since World War II. And it may signal what once was America's use of its currency as the reserve currency in the world, perhaps resulting in the collapse of the U.S. dollar. Make no mistake, when the U.S. sanctioned Nord Stream 2, what occurred with the colonial pipeline in the United States is no coincidence. Like I said, I tried to predict the future, and what is coming is not going to be laughable. I've been telling you what consumerism has brought to this country, and it was used to prop up our economy, producing a way of life that has brought some very ugly behavior. We are a debtor nation, and it won't continue. The restructuring of our government is coming.
Yeah, Americans have lived long with pain, and they want a sense of peace, but that's not what's going to happen. The life we've been living is written on a wall, and we should understand it's a graffiti, a distortion of what is beautiful. You've been lied to, deceived, and used to keep a system that produces violence, corruption, and greed, and it's going to be challenged. And the pain you've been feeling is only going to get worse. I'm apolitical. I don't vote for Democrats or Republicans. I vote for creativity, not destruction. And there are people who make a living in this country selling destruction, producing destruction. Well, that's what's coming. I don't support the people who believe the election in November was a fraud, even if it was a fraud. But I watch because it tells me what is coming. I don't support the people who rushed the U.S. Capitol in January, attempting to stop the endorsement of the election. No, I watched, and I can tell you this. It was something of the past. It was the storming of the Bastille on the 14th of July in 1789. It was a flashpoint to the French Revolution. And what happened on January 6th should tell you what is coming. I might say the French Revolution lasted for 14 years, and there was a lot of pain associated with it. Even so, I'd like to live in France because its people believe in producing and creating beautiful things. Our country is going to be challenged from within and from without. And you aren't going to be laughing about that. No, the jokes aren't going to be told for a while. And maybe it's because you are a joke. You bought into the system that told you to get more. And that isn't going to keep working. The restructuring has begun. And... America's privileged exceptionalism in the world is coming to an end. And one time in the past, America's dream was beautiful, but no longer. The politicians and their propagandists have driven this country into a ditch.
What does that sign say? Watch your step? Yeah, if you're talking about America's future, you better watch your step. This country is about to be restructured. And like any renovation and remodeling, you can expect a few adjustments, a few inconveniences. You know, like knocking down that wall in the kitchen to make room for a food pantry. Yeah, you know, for stacking up on canned foods. But then again, there might not be much food to find at the grocery stores. When you get restructuring going on, things can get difficult to find. Of course, keeping the lights on can present a problem for seeing that favorite TV sitcom. But then again, when you can turn it on, it might always tell you what to do during an emergency. Always head down to the basement in the event of an emergency. Unless, of course, it's a flood. In which case, you should head to the attic. Or, if worse comes to worse, wait to be rescued by some agency. The government keeps telling us everything is going to get back to normal. But that could be with rising rates of murder, suicide, and bankruptcies. No, the fact of the matter is, while the pandemic raged in America, people were forced to stay at home. And as a result, no one went to work. So the government had to step in and give everybody money. Now that everything is getting back to normal, the government is telling Americans to get back to work. But guess what? People have been accustomed to staying at home. And why shouldn't they? It's dangerous out there. Well, this is going to be a problem because the only way the government functions is by tax revenue. Without people going back to work, there ain't going to be no government. You see, that's simple restructuring. And all the Federal Reserve Bank has to do is keep pushing out fiat money. And the jokes can keep rolling on. The big comedy that's called America, of all the gin joints and all the towns around the world, the joke, the clowns are you. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Bill Cosby, the dentist, then a brief cut from Carl Stalling's project, Warner Brothers cartoons, then George Carlin's piece, Shoot, followed by Carlin's daughter, Kelly, interviewing Jonathan Winters, then Thomas Newman's The Night Window, then a cut from K.S. Rhodes, Our Corner of the Universe. And finally, a shortcut from Stallings Project. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner. 
in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.